it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Did you hear um, yesterday's Wheelhouse Wednesday question? No. So the question was, uh, we have to replace Rob Manfred as commissioner of the MLB. Who's the new commissioner? Wrong answers only. And some kid responded, Dennis. And I, fe- I Dennis felt attacked. I felt attacked. You have a fan? No, because it's wrong answers only. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you're not actually going to be the new commissioner. What if I want to be? Would I be better than Rob Manfred having no. been the commissioner? No. Okay. There were a this lot goes, of really good answers. This goes back to, like, people not realizing the gap in, like, what things really are. Like the, I like think, everybody's like, oh, Roger Goodell sucks. All he's done since he's been the commissioner of the NFL is like triple team values. Like, his job is to make the league worth more. He's done it. The Mets just sold for $2.4 billion. Like, guys, yeah. I think that Manfred has failed in some key, some key things, but like, most people who think they'd do a better job just don't understand the complexity of the situation. Because it's not like the PA is easy to work with. Yeah. I think he just kind of drops the ball a little bit in terms of, like, the uh, – like, maintaining the uh, the game itself from, a like, a fan and player perspective. Like, he kind of operates, like, too, like, robotically about it. <clears throat> I feel like there could be a little more compassion in how he does things, but that's just – Give me an example. Uh, when he made the comment that the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal, that they had a lot of people up in arms. Like you're you're the commissioner of this league, and that's how you look at it. That's a that's a tough opinion. That that's one that's I remember that that caused a lot of uproar. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like we're 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 getting on somebody's worst comment, and not their worst action. But that's like that was like an in, it, one of those comments where I was like, sure, it was in passing. But that comes from, like, a legitimate way you think about it, if that's just kind of how you, like, arbitrarily talk about it. Isn't it just a piece of metal? Sure, but that was, that's not, like, what they, they were asking. It was, like, a I – I think it maybe had to, to do with, like – oh, no, it was when the Astros cheated. And then, like, like, why aren't you doing anything about this? And he was, like, it's just a piece of metal, like, whatever. What, like, but truly, like, what sure. is his take there? That it, it didn't matter that they cheated to no. win? What, what what's he going to do? He could have there was a gone lot of, and taken the piece of metal away. Yeah. Like, guys, would that have made everybody actually feel better? No. I'm sure it would have made a lot of people feel better. No. 100%. Everybody still would have been bitching and moaning. I have the quote. Uh, okay. I'm just it, this stupid article. It's going to end up being that he barely said anything that anybody's remembered. Uh, the Sparknotes version of it, this is the actual quote. I don't have, like, the context exactly. But okay. the idea of an asterisk or asking for a piece of metal back seems like a futile act regarding the uh, Astros cheating scandal. He is 1,000% right. Sure. but like, At this point, you guys think that an asterisk or a me taking away the trophy does something to change what actually happened. He's a thousand, That's a pragmatic approach. That's how I look at things. I've said to you guys, if you die, you die, right? Like, <laughs> the, I've jokingly said it, but I also believe it to some degree. The idea is your actions are your actions. If it happens, it happens. We move from where we are. 
what do you want him to do? But I, th- I think that whole conversation was also like people were asking for more than just him taking away the trophy. They, they wanted like actual repercussions for players, coaches. Well, the way he like made it sound was somebody probably asked, are you going to, you know, take the trophy away? Are you going to give the, like put an asterisk in the history books about the, the series? Mm-hmm. And I think he was just being very, you know, upfront about why he wasn't doing it. We've seen it in the past and it, it does more harm than good. Sure. Baseball already, let's, let's throw an asterisk on Roger Maris, right? Mm-hmm. All that did, if anybody watched 61, is shorten that man's life. Yeah. He died young. Like, yeah. You look look into it. Like, my man died young. He had hair falling out. Like, he was death, death threats, everything else about the fact that he was going to break Babe Ruth's record. And ever, let, let's, Commissioner, let's put an asterisk next to it so that we appease some people. Mm-hmm. And it was the wrong move in hindsight. That's why it's gone now. And, like, so he, we're going to do it now, and then we're going to come back in time and be like, yo, you know what? That era, everybody cheated. People were using sticky tack things. They were doing all this stuff. Get over it. Your favorite pitcher was complaining about them cheating and was using spider tack. Like, sorry, not sorry. Mm -hmm. And, like, so when I look at this situation, it's like the purists of the game don't realize they're the problem. Okay. Because the eight-year-old kid doesn't know any of the, the things that you care about. And the 75-year-old guy cares about things that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. So the future of the game is not what you like. It's what that generation will. We talk about it with steroids. We don't care. The younger voters stopped like being mad at Barry Bonds. Older writers didn't. Mm-hmm. What well, do you think the young kid's going to think? Sh- sure. I think the spider tag thing is a little bit different because it's – Obviously, has been in the game for a while, whereas or or like sticky substances in general have been in use in some yeah. capacity. But like the Baseball's way that a, a history of cheating. absolutely, yeah. But I I think the and this is actually something we're going to talk about today in terms of like use of technology in the game. Welcome uh, to the Grouse Crew Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Bill Rom. This is my co-host Josh Gerson. How we doing? Uh, but yes, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate your support and uh, show us some love on the gram at the underscore Grouse Crew. We appreciate you guys. Uh, just fired that one off. Uh, the the question with the Astros and the cheating it was more based on the fact that they not only used technology, which teams were already doing to see signs and whatever, but yep. the way that they were rel- relaying it was extremely slimy, and it was just a whole ordeal that people. It it was just it was so overdone in how they were doing it. Um, and there's probably some things that we still don't know that went went down with that. That was kind of why people were so rubbed the wrong way about it, and why they were calling for the trophy back. And and I understand like your, what you're saying about why Manfred said what he said about the trophy, but I think it was just, like, the, the, the concept of, like, how aggressively they were cheating that it was like, okay, maybe this is a little too far in the scheme of our cheating sport. But then not too long after that, the Mets and the Yankees get into a fight because the Yankees guys are whistling in the dugout on off-speed pitches. Right, but... but so, so, no, hold sure. on, but, but Yankees fans say that, like, oh, the Astros stole the World Series from us, and then two years later, your team is cheating. Well, and they were they were warned by the commissioner. Like, oh, we this is my point. Was that because they were they were using video and then whistling? Uh, they, was that they, what were, that was? they were doing all sorts of things. Okay. But, like, that's the and and someone came out. One of the managers came out and said, "Yeah, back in the '80s, everybody was like videotaping people's signs and then breaking it down afterwards. You know, we knew every sign that they mm-hmm. were doing because we had a camera guy on their guy doing the signs and breaking down what happened. Like, so." admitting to that cheating and admitting to all that stuff. I think my point just gets back to is 
How fast do you drive? Depends on where we are, but sure. Let's call it average sixty miles an hour on the cool. Have you ever passed somebody who was in the like like driving overly slow in the fast lane? Yeah. And are you angry at them when that happens? Uh, yeah. You're frustrated, right? Yeah. Cool. What happens then later when a dude you're going sixty, right, which is above the speed limit, Mm -hmm. and some dude does ninety and passes you? That's like. Do you look at him and be like, asshole speeding on the highway? Yes, you do. For sure. So your own morality is only in the context of what you think is okay. 60 miles an hour is breaking the law. So is 90. Sure. You can choose. Your own self has chosen and decided that my way of thinking about it is less bad Mm -hmm. because it's what I've perceived as being the moral compass the center of where good and evil start to meet. Sure. He's evil. I'm good. The person who was going too slow but was under the speed limit, mm-hmm. they're a bad person. So both these two people are bad. I'm good. Sure. That's what people are doing with this cheating scandal. Your team cheats. Baseball is a, te- a game of cheaters. And we're out here. It's our just, worry what? is, oh, but they cheated differently than I think is okay. Sure. And, that, and that's the whole unwritten rules conversation of, like, what's okay, what's and, not. Manfred just says, sucks to your asthma. Guys, everybody does it. I'm moving on. It's not a big deal. You, you guys want me to take down the Astros? I'll take everybody down. What do you want? Make a choice. Sure. Nobody wants everybody to come down. Yeah. Yankees fans don't want their, their guys taken down. The Red Sox guys didn't want their get taken down. Everybody gets taken down, guys. The, the, the New England Patriots, they didn't want to get taken down. Yeah. Tom Brady deflating balls. We, we've forgotten about that. We don't he's that making team. a movie? Yeah, with somebody with like four like actresses. I forget. Somebody said it was like, it's like uh, big time people. Yeah, which I mean, I, I love that as soon as he's done right into Hollywood. <sighs> I mean, he, he's been setting this up yeah. for a hot minute. Well, he was in Ted, too. He's been that's, in a That's movie. true. That's true. Count. That, that was funny. Count. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, uh, okay, <clears throat> so technology in the game. That's where I wanted to get to. Um, have you seen the Vandy players using the the wrist um, displays? Uh, I have not seen the Vandy players. So basically, it, they're they're wearing like, uh, it's just like a like a like a elastic band with a, just like a LED screen, and it tells them what pitch is coming. Um, the whole team has it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. I I think it's. I think there's levels of having technology in the game. Wait 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 wait, yes. wait 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 wait. It tells them what the other guy is throwing. No, it tells them what their pitcher is throwing. So the coach, coach tells, okay. yeah, 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 no, it's not the way you had described it. I'm like, Wait, sorry, guys, sorry. That's, no, no, no. That's, that's worse than the Astros. We were just talking about this. No, no, no. That, yeah, that's much worse. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so the, the coach put, puts a sign in whatever for catcher pitcher. And then the whole team knows where they're at with it. So, you know, make defensive adjustments and things like that. I think that's, I think it's, uh, over the top for what, uh, like I'm all for having like technology, like in the game and analyzing different things and, and all the, the different uses that it has for it. But I think once it gets onto the field like that, it's – it would be like uh, if the quarterback had had a, a wrist guard, had a wrist screen and is like, hey, here's this is the play. Look at it. And I, and I think like – But I actually it, don't think that that's a bad thing. I, I, sure, that would probably be really cool and, and probably would help a lot of like yeah. people get their plays off. Um, that's actually a really, really good idea. Probably somebody should tell somebody about that. Uh, Patenting it right now. Yeah. 
Uh, but I think in 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 baseball's perspective, I just don't I don't like that. That's a thing. I just so it, you, as a purist, sure. So so this is the and this is the point that I think you and me get get back and forth into. At my core, I'm a football guy. Mm-hmm. You're a core. You're a baseball guy. Yeah. So I look at the game much more as a fan mm-hmm. and less as a this is my game, right? Yeah. And because of that, I think that you don't want to see it change much from how it was for you sure i just don't think that that matters too much like yeah all the guys could look in and they could see right like they could signal to each other and everybody could know the coach could align them ahead of time Mm -hmm. and 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 know kind of what the pitch is and everybody would kind of have a rough idea i just don't think it matters that much like what is what's your big issue about what it what it does separate from what's already happening where they're using analytics to align people before the pitch anyway. Right. The pitcher knows what he's going to throw and he's moving guys over before he throws it. Right. So my thing with it is it's honestly less about like the, about like competitive advantage or anything like that is because it kind of, if anything, as a hitter, if you see everybody shift to one side, because he's about to throw you a curveball, great. Now you know something, but I think it's more of just like you're taking away some of the aspects of like what you need to know to be good at the game. If that makes sense. Like, as a, as a pitcher or as a catcher, like having to learn how to call your own game or um, as, a, as an infielder, like having to relay signs and do th- different things so that, you know. You're I'm like, just I'm just here to break the world apart for you today. I'm okay. here to watch the world burn. Fine. Do you use a calculator? Sure. You took away the purest of doing math yourself. Fine. I don't, th- I don't think that's the same thing. Do you, do you use a word processor? You've t- cr- taken away the purism of going and learning a word yourself in a dictionary and understanding the actual true meaning of it mm-hmm. separate from just typing some words on a screen. You've lost the soul of the word. Do you use Google when you don't know, know something? You've yeah. taken away the beauty of going into an encyclopedia and figuring out what it is. But I don't think that's the same thing. Yeah, it's because you're a purist in your thing. You don't sure. want to change what you need to know. I'm saying I don't want you to I'm all for the game evolving. how to learn how to do all the math I'm all for the hands. I'm all for the game evolving. But like, I just feel like there's some things that just take away from like like what it makes it the game no what makes it that's the point you're trying to make it that it's more than the game you're trying to make that the rules are more than this is a game but i'm not, I'm not talking about it being at a the rule. simple of i'm saying at the simplest that you are you want to take away that they can use it you'd like them to not use it that would mean that we need a rule to take it away that you're no longer allowed to do this at the core of baseball the simple rules of the game are all that matters who is the best at hitting the ball, throwing the ball, catching the ball, and running? Whoever is the best at those things should win. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get an advantage by being smarter or this or this or this. You think me seeing something on my wrist is going to allow me to make a play like Derek Jeter and run up the first baseline? No, greatness still shines. Sure. This just, again, to me, it it, it doesn't do anything that alters any compa- like any facet of the game that actually matters. Right, and that's why I'm saying I don't. It doesn't impact competitively per se. I just don't think it like. I don't think it's a necessity. Neither do I. But I also don't think that it cheats sure. the game at all. Sure. So then I just don't care. Okay, fair enough. You seem to care though. Like I, get I, to why you care. What's that's up? what I'm saying. I just. Oh, my whole thing was I just don't. I think it's we're trying to like force technology where like it's unnecessary. Like I like the first step was uh, teams like just having the wristbands in general, kind of like football. Like that was whatever colors and numbers and sure. I I got that. It was plays versus doing signs. Sure. Uh, But I feel like like with that, it's just, 
it's just unnecessary where you could still do all like the, how the game's been played and it's it's fine i just don't think it's necessary that's yeah, that was my I, I don't think they know if it's going to be an advantage or if it's going to be nothing right uh, yeah that's yeah. why i'm saying right now there's nothing to know like i don't see a world where they're going to get a massive increase from getting this well okay so that that's kind of my next thing was like if if that's allowed right the next step is okay well the other, other if both teams have it right and then there's the camera that with the signs and then the, all of a sudden you have the, the what the pitch is coming on your wrist and then now we're back to the actual oh, yeah, situation no, it, it opens up cheating and again right. our biggest worry about it being on somebody's wrist is it opens up the door of cheating and baseball's a game of cheating so like your bigger issue is you're making it easier for the cheaters to cheat yes i agree in that sense that i think that that's actually really where i don't I, like the door it opens i i then i'm 100 percent with you because if baseball has proven one thing, it's that it's an untrustworthy sport. Yeah. So why would you trust that we're going to use this not to cheat? Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I, listen, I'm with you. So now NFL gets around stuff by, like, they have technology, but they have old technology, right? But so is this cheating? You guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but we'll, we'll go through a little bit of, of stuff. Sure. Why did – was Jared Goff a good quarterback for the Rams? He was fine. He was fine. He got them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, raise your hand if your QB got you to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Dennis raised his Just hand. Just Dennis. Yeah. Right? With Drew Brees. Yep. So the reality is that getting to a Super Bowl is a rare thing for anybody. Sure. Right? You had to be better than just good. Yep. Right? You had to be good enough to be great. So Jared Goff was good enough to be great. Jared Goff got a giant-ass contract. He did. What was the problem and why they wanted to replace him? Uh, didn't he have to like, get all his calls from McVeigh? So how was he getting the calls from McVeigh? So you guys all see hurry-up offenses in the NFL a lot more now. Do you know why a lot of young quarterbacks are running hurry-up where they used to think that you didn't want to run hurry-up with a young guy because the young guy would make more mistakes if he was panicked and on the run? It's because your coach doesn't cut out of your ears until X amount of seconds are left on the play clock. So if you can get up to the line of scrimmage with 25 seconds left and you see the defense, the coordinator up in the booth can tell you what the coverage is. Is that cheating? Is it cheating? No. No? Because it's, it's a different game? Hold on. So, I again, this goes back to all of us and our own morality of where we sit and where we go. Because at the end of the day – you still need to process, still need to see it, right? Sure. But what if that quarterback all of a sudden drops back, sees the man, hits it? So what quarterback do I think did that very, very well in his second and third year in the NFL? His name was Josh Allen. Josh Allen, they started to do that offense with so that they could tell him what was happening and teach him how to read defenses live and in real person. And Brian Dayball would tell him, yep, here's where the coverage is. And then they started getting the ball out faster. He could throw it quicker. They ran these hurry-up offenses with RPOs and everything else. They caused the confusion, but they were also in his ear telling him what was up. They have technology that then has been manipulated to assist. But mm -hmm. the reality is, is that as long as everyone has access to the same thing, it's not cheating, right? Yeah. Yep. It's that we all have a fair access to the rules. And as long as you then live within the rules, doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So for me, it's if they have those wrist guards, they only are allowed to wear them, I would say, if the other team has them too. Right, and the other team did not have and them. And if the other team doesn't have them, you, have, you, you can't use them. 
But I did see that like like the NCAA okayed it, so it, it exists if but you want to get them type thing. For sure, I just think <clears throat> I just think if the NCAA okays it, th- there has to also be a, a rule to it because Vanderbilt baseball has a lot more money that they can spend on their players than some of the other teams. Hundred percent. Because of that, they're going to be able to have a technology advantage. This then puts us in a situation where it's pay to play. Now I literally can have the biggest money roll, and I can tech my team out, mm-hmm. right? What's going to stop us from having all our guys wear augmented reality glasses, right? <clears throat> Remember the Google glasses? If I yep. step up and I got my sunglasses on and I have technology in and I see the pitcher, right, and I get the report on what he likes to throw and win, and that's now buzzing into my eyes as I'm going, yeah, I still got to hit the ball. Sure. But if what my team can afford that and your team can't, I have an advantage that you can't get into. Yep. So that's where I think that this goes back to cheating, this, that. There's always going to be everybody's looking for the advantage when you're playing in a sport that you're trying to win a single trophy. Absolutely. Right? When there's pure winners and losers, everybody's looking for the way to win. Right? Some sports allow it to be, hey, pay to play. The teams with the most money are going to be able to get there. Sucks to suck. Figure out a way around it. Yeah. Ted Lasso style. Haven't seen it yet. I know, wow. I, I know everybody else is watching. Everybody it. pause real quick. So we got to pause this, this podcast. We watched Ted, my wife and I watched Ted Lasso over the last three weeks. We burned through season one in one day. She loved it. And I had been wanting to watch it, and she was kind of on the fence. She finally was like, okay, let's do it. It's our favorite show she's ever watched in her entire life. She, her, the term she used endlessly is delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got to watch Ted Lasso. You have to watch I know. Ted Lasso. I know. I've seen like clips from it, and it looks amazing. I just don't have apple tv so i haven't like gotten it i mean that's where we share passwords buddy fair Fair. no we do not that is you know against the law we don't want to promote that yeah my morality says that that's fine (laughs) you're in my direct family i'm not promoting that here's a free one for everybody in the world here's the password wrong i pay for it i paid for it they're my family are you using it i'll get to it um let's get our, our weekly uh cba update for the people oh my lanta uh uh, I, I think honestly, I think it, it, the way the news seems to come out, it happens like right after we finish our podcast because that's just how it is. Uh, on Thursdays, exactly. Uh, on last Thursday, they came out with that their deadline that they've set is February twenty eighth. Um, if there's no deal by then, which is next Monday or this coming Monday, um, there the season will end up being shortened in some capacity just because of how it's going to end up with negotiations and things. With that being said. I feel like if if that's the case, if they haven't, I know that they're making strides at least to some degree. Uh, in the last week, they were, they came out with that they're going to be meeting every single day this week uh, to try and get something done by the twenty eighth. If it's not done by the twenty eighth, but they've made a lot of progress, why why would it mean that they have to cancel games? Because if you're if you're really trying to say to yourself that you need enough time to get everybody up to shape, right. sign free agents, do everything else. Because like, uh, the biggest thing is not all these teams have full teams. Right, you, they still you, have to you've do You've got yes. a ton of guys. So, like, let's say it signs on the 28th. You're open. talking that March. Oh, yeah. Opening day is March 31. March 1st, you're having to start signing guys. Yeah. Are you going to start, like, pra- like, practice before you have a full team? No. You you yeah. could I guess yeah right? I guess you gotta but, but it's but also the, with the assumption that as soon as the doors open everyone is signed like and, that and also that everybody is completely healthy right like right out of the gate and everybody's been doing the right thing for themselves by taking advantage of their off season 
and working and lifting and running and getting in shape and being in peak, staying on point. Yep. The reality is, is that I probably tell you 30% of the players are lazy enough that they haven't done very much anything. Mm-hmm. Right. They go to the gym twice a week. They throw a bullpen. They hit occasionally, but like they're not in tippy top. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they rely on spring training to get them to the point that they're like, okay, I'm good. Right. But they, they you also have older guys who the reason why they don't go as hard in the offseason is they also know that they're starting to break down physically and there's only so many bullets you have left to fly. Right. So a lot of these guys do Pilates in the offseason, things like that to keep themselves strong, flexible, in good shape, but their tissue tolerance isn't ready for the game. Mm. They use spring training to build that tolerance up so that they haven't abused themselves They've stayed relatively strong, but they need to kind of sharpen the blade to then go play 162 games. Right. And those guys are not ready. So your older player, your guy who's sadly to say older player and say this, but your guy who's 28 plus is probably, you know, trying to save bullets and conserve energy. He's not in the gym hammering it away. Yep. Like, that's not what happens. Oh, you got to work hard enough. Mm-mm. At some point in time, you've worked hard enough. You getting a little bit stronger is not going to all of a sudden make you an all-star. So I, I just think that they're in a in a in a tight spot. I'd say they need at least two weeks to fill out teams, rosters, right? And then they need at least four weeks to safely get everybody up to speed, right? Because if you're gonna have pitchers report, it, it takes pitchers almost two months to get geared up, right? The entirety of spring training, if you look at it from pitchers report to opening day, is roughly two weeks. Oh, uh, not two weeks, uh, six weeks. But if you look at it from like pitchers and catchers reporting is a, like a, also a mini lie. Right. Almost every pitcher like I've ever worked with who's an MLB guy shows up at least five days before pitchers and catchers report, and they also a lot of them who have moved their training full time to Florida, mm. they've already been outside doing their bullpens and stuff. Right. They're already ramping up and like getting. So getting when they ready get to, to opening day, they've got two months of being outside throwing on a field. Right. You can't – nobody's done it. Yeah. Like, they'd already have been there for two weeks. Yep. No they, shot. Maybe facing live hitters, you know, approaching, like, real games, yep. like, all that stuff. Uh, so, what, what did we say on the last episode? We were, we were thinking May 31 <clears throat> as a as a possible – if they if they were to delay I, the season? I think we said May 1st May they 1st? could get started. Okay. Like, they, they could get everything popping by May 1st because that would give them really March and April – to have another two and a half, three weeks of of talking, mm-hmm. then they could get done, sign free agents, but guys could at least start showing up to pitchers and catchers could report. Right. Right. Those guys could start getting into it. Players wanted to start showing up, they could. But like the minor league guys are already there and, and, and working. Right. So the minor league guys are going to be a bigger component to this year's spring training than ever before because they're going to be needed to fill in a lot of the positions in games and stuff like that mm-hmm. in, in, in fielding because guys are just not going to be ready. Yeah. What do you think the the shortest amount of time they could get everybody ramped up and going? <clears throat> shortest time in reality or shortest time without having the early part of the season also have tremendous injury? <sighs> the happy medium? The happy medium to me is four weeks. Okay, that's what my thought was. The, as well. the happy medium is four weeks because again, if we talked about what we just said, if they signed on April thirty first, and we were talking about May May, or if they signed on on April first, and we we're talking about May first being the the time that they could start games, mm-hmm. when they do that on April first, pitchers and catchers can report the next day. Yep. 
facilities are already open. So it's not like you have to wait for the facilities to get open either. Guys could literally just walk in the next day and there's people there ready to work with them. Right. So pitchers and catchers, I think, would have to immediately report. And then my, that's why free agents, free agents would then have to start working on those negotiations. And they would need to get in. Probably you'd have to sign if you're a pitcher. You'd have to sign in the first five to seven days to be ready for the start of yeah. the year. That, that first week, I'd have to think, would be free agency mayhem. Yes, um, that first week would be free agency mayhem. And you'd, I think you're going to see a lot of golden parachutes this year where guys sign one-year deals. Okay. Um, because nobody wants to take a bite at the quick apple mm-hmm. and like say, okay, I'm just going to do it. I, I see like a guy like Conforto having to take a one-year deal. And I saw just, a lot of things saying that he might go back to the Mets. I don't know how he does now. I truly, I, I it, it doesn't make sense with who they already well, signed. So the only the only way I could see that is if you tr- from from this standpoint is Kana stays in right, mm-hmm. and and Conforto goes to left or Conforto goes to left. Technically speaking, we'd have four and a half outfielders, five outfielders five, with Dom Smith. More, yeah, you got Dom Smith, Kana, Nimo, Marte, Conforto. Yeah. And Don Smith, I guess, left field, first base, but not really first base anymore. But, sort of. but he could play first base. Sure. He's still, but he, like in he, the in the amount of time, like the majority of his time wouldn't be spent at first base if he was playing almost every day. Because then my question becomes, do you then have uh, Smith and Kana share some first base duty and have Pete Alonso be full-time DH? I don't know. Well, oh, so that's – there you go. That's that's the answer. Don Smith's a DH. But that's why I'm saying yeah. – like, I don't think Pete's that's why I'm be... saying Dom goes out, but Kana is not as good of a defender as Nimmo. So Nimmo's yeah. got to be out there defensively. Right. Marte's got to be out there defensively. Yep. So now that means you have to play Conforto. That means you're now taking Kana's bat out of the lineup unless you're putting him at DH first base. Yeah. So somebody's got to get traded from the Mets horribly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, again, that's part of the, I think, a lot of the stuff that's going to happen in the early part of it. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you that truly players – Players need six weeks. Like, six weeks is a genuine thing. Right. Four weeks is, uh, hey, we need to get this done, but it's not ideal. Six weeks is really where where you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I think the NFL it was cool with shrinking the preseason. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, is if training camp is four weeks long, you only really need two more weeks of... Right. If anything, you're just opening up more opportunity yeah. for injury and yeah. stuff like that. And, and you saw it last year, almost none of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL really played much. Right. You know? Josh Allen, I think, played the very last game for the first half, and then he was out. Mm-hmm. So he played two quarters of football and then went out and played a season. Now, I will say I thought that quarterback play to start the year was up and down a lot more mm-hmm. than in years past, and and I think that had to do with getting a lot less reps against other teams. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I think it takes six weeks for a professional athlete to get into the shape to play the sport at a good level. So four weeks to me is really pushing it, but they could get it done. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have like horrific stuff, but you might have a, a not a slightly above average like level yes. of play in the beginning, yep. which would make sense. And, and you're also going to have more injuries. Yeah, well, because that's the other thing too is all these guys who normally use team facilities for whatever reason, training or rehab or whatever, I haven't <coughs> been able to do that. Correct. So, so there's a lot of guys who pay money to get trained, and there's a lot of guys who are like, I don't have money to get trained. Right who are on the back end of a roster and are like, I'm not paying a guy, you know, $150 an hour to train me. Yeah. I'm not paying $700 a month to be in a development program where I can come in six days a week and get recovery and stuff like, nah, I use the team facilities. Yep. 
I I literally seen a guy from the Tampa Bay Rays in a New York sports club. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when I was younger, training, and he was in a New York sports club with a Eric Cressy program, and he had no idea what he was doing on the program really, and I used to help him. Uh, but he only got the program because he's like, I live, I don't live near him. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I don't want to pay the money to be up there the whole time. I can pay for a program. I can come here and do it. You know? Yeah. Cool. Like, is what it is. But I, I, that's why I think that there's going to be a lot of injuries if you don't give more time. Yeah. If you had to do it, though, you could play games in two weeks. Yeah. And, I, and I, I do have some faith that, that like at least a good amount of the <clears> starters – are like getting their work in and different stuff, but I mean, I, I do also at the same time see the, a lot of value in all this different things spring training offers. Um, I also think the way that kind of like the media and all like the the different updates have been about this, I could see a world where when this when the should they actually figure out how to get this CBA done in a reasonable amount of time when it is approaching being done, I could see teams and things kind of getting the players updates of like, hey, like come down in the next couple of days because we're going to want to get rolling as soon as this is signed. Um, and obviously there's a lot of like, there, there's the, the players board and different stuff. So there's yep. obviously lots of lines of communication um, that could get this going as fast as possible, but we'll see because right now there's still apparently a, a wide gap uh, between the players and the league. And uh, I'm not sure if they're going to get it done by Monday. So I don't think like again if I don't think with where they're at with a lot of the big rocks mm-hmm. that the players association should budge because one yeah. of the like and you have it in our in our show notes today right yes the the competitive balance tax is a big piece of it yep um, the players want to get rid of loss of draft picks if a if a guy signs somewhere right yep and then there's also the monetary side. The players want a 20% tax if you're over the threshold, which is the salary cap. Mm-hmm. 32% if you're 20 to $40 million over. 62% tax if you're $40 plus million over. The MLB wants 50, 75, 100. <laughs> so, guys. What was it? What's the, uh, what's the line? 215? Yeah. I think, I think actually the tax is a little higher. Okay. I think the salary cap is like. Two fifteen, something like that. And then I there. think that it's like the the it starts at two thirty. You start getting taxed. Like there's a buffer okay. zone between the two. Um, and that to me, the MLB has pretty much said you guys thought that you guys have an uncapped league, yeah. and there is a cap. Yep. And we're going to make it that. The richest owners in the league can't do anything about it because it's a bad business decision to. Because if you spend two fifteen, if you spend three hundred, you spend roughly four hundred. Yeah, they don't have a salary cap. The luxury tax was two hundred and ten million. Last no, that's that's a two ten sal- is the cap. That's a salary cap. Yeah. Like you can get out of here with whatever you want to talk about two ten. 210 is absolutely, absolutely a soft cap. Yes. It is just not a hard cap. If you want to go over it, great. We're going to charge you for it. But they want to go to 50% for every dollar spent above it. So you spend 220, right? You're really spending 225. Yep. We're going to charge you 5 million for that extra, that extra bunch of money. 
And then once you're at 220, like once you're at 230, right? Then we're going to be 75%. You're going to pay 7.5 million for every 10 million you spent. Mm-hmm. So $240 million tax, it's $247.5 million, plus everything else that you had taxed below it. You're going to pay two sixty. So it, it, it really is like... Is that the Steve Cohen effect, that 100%? It's the Dodgers effect first. Okay. Stephen Cohen has got them shook that this is going to then be the whole league. Right. And my thing is, is that like, it again is ownerships that are used to being poor, being allowed to stay in the league. Yep. And this is where I just, I stop and I say, the MLB, the game of baseball will not improve until the rules of what everything is improve. Yeah. I think that's, that's really the, what the, like the main reason behind that, um, their, what the tax rates, the leagues are asking for is because they want to bring back the disparity to somewhere in the middle. And it's the players like, no, that doesn't make sense. If make them do it, make make the bottom teams start spending more money. Because right now, like the disparity is absurd, and like figure it out. Like, but they don't. But that this is proof that they don't want to. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like this is proof that they're not going to ever make it. That the the shitty teams in the MLB have to do anything. They're being protected. Like they're being protected because th- th- all those owners are also also have a say, and they're like guys we don't want to do. And that's why I think the players are chasing after the wrong thing. I don't care about the luxury tax. Keep it. Keep the money at two at two thirty two. Like let the biggest spenders spend what they're going to spend, and mm-hmm. make it that hey, our teams cost you know two hundred and fifty million dollars is what a big high end spender is going to spend. Right. Right. You, you'll never get into a situation where we're spending what some European soccer teams spend, but you're still spending more than most of the other sports per person, right? The problem I have is is that there's no floor, and there's no penalty for the floor. That's where y- y'all got to go back and start saying, guys, we need a floor. We need a come up. A team cannot over, in the NFL, a team cannot over a set period of time spend less than 85% of the salary cap. Like, the number is whatever it is. You can't go below 85% for more than three years in a row. Like it has to balance out that you so they, and then some teams they don't spend the money and it gets rolled into the following year and they can spend extra cash. But like the MLB continues to prove that they're trying to to tighten the reins, and this leads me to believe that the MLB is not making any money. But but like because on, why would you worry if you wouldn't you want high spending guys to come in? And have a better product and spend on stadiums and spend on travel and promoting yeah. the game. Unless a fair amount of the owners are already in the hole. Because, I mean, like, you, you look at, we were talking about on that last episode, like, the amount of revenue in each league. Like, the league is, in, in theory, is making a bunch of money. Yes. However, we right. talked about it. The NFL makes... 85% so much of the game. money yes. and only play 17 games. They right. play 10 times the game. So you have to show up and have your stadium employees, cleaning services, maintenance services. You have to have it for the, the 35,000 people, 40,000 people, 50,000 people who show up to that game. You have to have that 80-something times. But, but that's an, the, an NFL team needs it eight. Right, but that's also the thing of you have teams like the A's or the Rays where you're not getting 35,000 people, you're getting 
8,000. Well, but 10, that's what, that's where I'm saying to you. Yeah. Are those teams hurting more financially than we even know? And mo- would I would say that them not ever going at the bottom says to me that m- there are so many teams that are either losing gobs of money or ha- are already just True. at a point that they yeah. can't do anything. And the league can't have a mass sell-off. Because if the league all of a sudden had a mass sell-off, you're going to have distortion in the league to a degree that it's going to upset pl- the, the play and the league's operation for a decade. Yep. Because if you had, like, seven teams that were like, we need to sell. Yeah. Right? Like, that would change everything. Yes, it would be wild. And it's, I mean, like, just looking at the bo- like just the, the quality of play and uh, the stadiums and everything, just the, the team as its own – if you look at the bottom of the other leagues, the NFL, NBA, it's not even close to what the bottom of the NBA look, not uh, MLB looks like. The bottom with the 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 Rays, the A's, like the quality of what you go there for, like it's well known that it's not a good experience. The lights go out, the toilets are broken, like, and you're you're not even really making an effort. Like it's a it, uh, the Rays were trying to move to Montreal instead of putting a new stadium in, in their current town where they have a winning team and a pretty good fan base. Yep. Like, are you are you kidding? And you're trying to the go. A's want to move to Vegas. Like you're trying to move to a place. You're trying to move. Well, the A's are going to move to Vegas. Sure, and I'm like, like everybody. And I'm can, down with that, honestly. But the, my biggest question is: Is this ownership group the right group to bring them to Vegas? Right. Because like you're not going to spend money. You think all of a sudden you're going to do better because when the, when the Raiders moved to Vegas, they built a crazy but stadium. The Raiders always had money. The Raiders right. were never. The Raiders were always like, "Yo, we'll go to the moon." Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need those people to do that. The Davis family, like, you can say whatever you want about winning, losing, cult, like, they will pay for their football team. Yep. Like, they bleed the colors of their team. Like, that's where I go, and I said, we talked about it last time, like, the Knicks fan and, and, and subsequently a Rangers fan, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want about our ownership group there. They the Dolan spends more than everybody else to try to win. Yep. It doesn't work all the time, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> poor the, Dennis. But, Some poor, might say it never works. But <laughs> well, listen, like so, the so, Rangers are good this year, Dees. No, Igor Shosturkin's good. That's fine. And this becomes part of like right uh, an issue of other things, and there's so much more dynamic that goes into it yep. in a capped league, right? Then it's not just being able to spend the most, but you can never say that that dude and those people don't spend. And when you look at Davis family, they're not. I don't look at them and go, "Wow, they probably have gobs of money." No. They're famous at this point for owning the Raiders. That's it. Yep. Right? Now, who owns the Jets? Uh, Johnson. Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. One of the biggest multi- yeah. like, conglomerate trillion-dollar industry companies in the world. They should win more. They should win more. There should never be a situation where they don't have the best of everything. And instead, they're sharing a stadium with another team. Yeah. Like, Huh? Now, I know that it was kind of an idea, but now you don't have your own home. Like, go get your own home. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. The The thing with baseball is you just have teams that just don't look like they're even in it. But these rules are set up for that, them not to have to do anything. And, I, I, again, I until the league goes to a relegation system, I think baseball is broken. Baseball needs relegation. Years ago, everybody thought that the NBA needed relegation. And the NBA has gone to it to some degree. They've started to implement what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Because you now have 10 teams make 
the playoffs, quote unquote. Right. But the bottom four are all not in yet. They all have to play each other to get in. Right. Aren't they talking about um, in their next CBA doing like a, a There's mid-season? There's going to be a mid-season right. tournament. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be awesome. And that's going to be amazing. Yes. That's what soccer does. Right. And basketball is looking at it like, hey, we have all these games, and instead of having a longer season, we can tell the top players or the top this or the top that, like, hey, you guys can bail on this. Go ahead and take a rest during the tournament if you want. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a cash prize up or something up or a, a place in the playoffs or something else in this tournament. Let people go play. Great. Instead of All-Star Weekend, get junk it. Play a two-week-long tournament where all the teams in the league are in or half the teams in the league. Everybody was in the – I think what they were proposing was like a, a bottom section. Yeah, I think the yeah. lottery teams, anybody right. in the lottery, the 14 teams that are in the lottery, play in a tournament. And it gets you an automatic bid to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that that should That's, be 100%. So, MLB is so far behind. And it's because the owners suck because there's some 10 of them who are trash. They don't care about it. You have 10 who would put any amount of money in but aren't allowed to. And then you have a group of players who are like, hey, we just want these. Since we can't worry about the 10 guys who suck. Let's just try to make the, the top guys able to spend more. Yep. Guys, you're not going to get the everybody, everybody in the in the league get paid more unless you have the bottom guys step up. I think that's where it needs to go. And, and I'm, I'm disheartened because I feel like baseball is just going to be – it's going to be the same thing, and they're all going to fight, and they're going to say that the other guy sucks for the next five years, mm-hmm. and we're going to run this back Yep. because it needs dramatic change. Yep. And nobody's stepping up to create dramatic change on either side. Not at all. And I need an owner because like, do you think Mark Cuban – if he felt like the NBA was completely broke, do you think Mark Cuban wouldn't say shit? No. Like, I feel like Mark Cuban would have been, like, out in front of everybody, like, yo, we're broken, Mark Cuban would be on it before it actually fell apart. Yeah, like, we're broken. We have all this effed up stuff. Like, this is a problem. NFL. Would any NFL owner come out and say something if things were broken? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones might. Uh, yeah, Jerry select Jones few. is the mouthpiece, select right? Few. Yeah. I, I would say I would say Robert Kraft is ha, w- was talking a lot more until he got caught you know, doing massages. some stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's you, there's a few people you, that you would. You just saw one organization do a little bit of something in the, in the NFL to kind of be like, hey, something's wrong, and that's that Brian Flores did get hired by, by the, the Steelers. Steelers. The Steelers is a even yes. though the situations brian brian flores has a a, a a whole class action suit against the nfl yep um they were like nah yo he's right though we're gonna pick him up because there is a problem so actions speak louder in that sense absolutely mlb who do you look at as the ownership that's like a well-known owner yeah it was the sign runners it was yeah but it's not it hasn't fallen been, off for sure it, it, since george has passed um they were trying to be loud in the beginning, and now they're just like, hey, you know what? We're not going to be loud. We're going to sit back, collect our cash. Yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it would be Steve, but he can't be the guy first. He can't be first. But, like, if, if anybody's come out and said, like, cool, I'm going to be out front of this, mm-hmm. it's him. He's already, mm-hmm. he's already like, I'm here. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the face of the Mets. I'm the owner. Like, let's, let's rock this thing. Let's go win. Speaking of the Mets. Yeah. Oh. Did you see Stroman talking yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. So, I agree that Marcus Stroman took a lot of abuse on Twitter and other things from hateful people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
But if you also followed along last year, he said that this has always been the case. Absolutely. So last year was nothing new. But he then came out and said that it was completely different than anything he's ever seen. Right? Yep. And he claimed that, like, the ownership of the Mets, like the front office of the Mets, just didn't care. Um. And here, here's the here's the full quote: "Endless death threats, being called uh, bleep often, hearing Black Lives Don't Matter, and playing for a front office who didn't care about any of that." I will speak on this topic on my my time and on my podcast at some point. Still dealt on the mound through all of that. The amount of racial bias hate I received was truly disgusting. But if you go back before he signed with Chicago, this is what he said: "I'd love, I would love to be back on the squad next year." I've proven that I can pitch in New York. Others usually crumble under that pressure. However, I know a source who says the front office, rather the other pitchers on the market. I'm going to dominate wherever I end up. But it seemed like a guy who wanted to be a Met. He seemed like a guy that everything was fine. You think that's just like a PR move for him? I am done with Stroman, yo. Like, this is you again clapping back. And the problem is, right, it's no longer everyone else. It's you. This is like problem number seven with a different organization, different yep. people, different stuff. So at this point in time, it's you, homie. It's not everything else. Organizations don't want you back because of you. And you can speak and be yourself and do your thing. You can Trevor Bauer the shit out of whatever you want. But there's a reason why when we were working with some people, we mentioned that, hey, is Trevor Bauer a guy that you guys would want us to do stuff with? They were like, stay away. Like, dude, it, it, it doesn't – it's not a function of your race in that situation because mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer's white. It comes down to the way you act with it. And there's a lot of people who are like, hey, I really like Trevor. I think Trevor's a great guy. There's a lot of people who are like, hey, you know what? I really like Marcus. I respect a lot of the things that he does. But success and failure both leave clues. Yep. And you continue to not want to be wanted by teams. I can't do anything about it anymore, man. Yep. Like, everybody is the problem, and it's never you. And that's been the case since you were a kid on Long Island. Like, this is always it. So, like, to me, I 100% agree. He's going through things, and he has a racial mm-hmm. bias that I'll never have Yep. in a game of baseball, right? Mm-hmm. However, homie, why is it you and not every guy? Yeah, uh, it was it was definitely I was surprised that it came out or not came out. I'm, I'm surprised that, that it's still be, it? he's still saying it. Yeah, um, and and yes, I think a the timing was strange. B if it's I, I know I've definitely seen like other uh, players saying that they've had to deal with some things like that, but it's not all the time, and they're not bouncing around teams. So it's like, and yes, there's a lot of things that Marcus Stroman does that I admire, and I think he does a good job with. But I do think on the flip side of that coin, he is very demonstrative about a lot of these things. He has rubbed people the wrong way. And, and yes, he probably has experienced a lot of these things. But also at some point, there's obviously been a lot of talk about him as a teammate, him as a player. And um, that it, it, it begs the question is like, why does why does nobody ask to keep you around? And yes, he put that tweet out there saying, I want to be back on the team, but for me, after seeing him say this, it's like, okay, I, I feel like that was just kind of you putting it out there to 
to be the be a good guy and like show that you're trying at least to be part of the team. No, but 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 it, it just shows me a dude who has such a lack of control over his emotions, mm-hmm. and that's why you can't be anywhere. So, but, th- but I'm saying that particular tweet of him saying I want to be on the team. Yeah, but I don't think behind the scenes that's a, that was how it went. No, all. I think that's what I think he wanted to be a Met. Okay, I think this is the this is a girl who got dumped. Okay. Who's now saying all sorts of stuff. That's how I... But then secretly texting the good dude like, I still love you. So, that, so that's what I thought because he came after our GM as well. Uh-huh. Right? So I, I think... Quote. You want the quote? Yes. Pull, pull up the quote. Just that, look at who the Mets hired as their GM. That tells you enough. His lack of awareness in his previous position is being exposed to the public now. I'm beyond thankful I'm gone from that organization. God got me. Homie, we're so lucky that you're gone. You're so blind to the fact that you signed a below-market deal versus what other guys in the market did. Like, what's the difference between him and Berrios? I don't know. I don't have their stats in front of me. But that tweet in particular was what was more eye-opening than anything else to me was because it was like, okay, you maybe did want to be part of the team. Fine. But then when a GM came in that was new and said they didn't want you, then it was like, all right, F this, That's my I'm point. done so. He's, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Gr- he's a yes. girl who got dumped, and now he's talking trash about everything that was going on. But you wanted it to be there. Yep. Don't act like you didn't want to be there. And then you talked about how you wanted to get paid, and they wanted other people. Bro, they signed Scherzer. You're mad they signed Scherzer. Like, get on, like you, you could be like the jockstrap carrier for Scherzer if you want to be. Like, that's what your job could be, but you're not freaking him. You're mad they signed him over you? Like, there's no world where there that was a bad decision. In any universe, there's no universe where signing Scherzer is not a, a better decision than signing Stroman. Yep. So then you go on and you leave, and you sign for less than $75 million. Meanwhile, Robbie Ray, your old hometown Toronto, signs for 115. You're talking about Barrio signs for 115. They're all your age. They're all in your class. Yep. You are signing for way less than all of them. Why? Even with the team who signed you, why? Why are you not getting their deal? Why? Nobody wants you on their squad for more than a couple years. Yep. It's you, homie. It's not them. Even your new team. You want to you like real, real? Your new team has $21 million for you in year three. Your salary goes down. They're already preparing for getting rid of you. Like, talk my... I'll talk... Here, sip your tea. Take your tea and like it. At this point in time, you're just salty. And if you had walked away and he had just been, like, cool... Yes. Bro, like, good. I'm glad to see you maturing and growing up. But you've been the same petulant child since you're high school. Yep. That that, that was my, like, immediate reaction. It was, like, really, like, why, why you have to do this? Like... Because that's you, Strowman. Yes, yes. It, it was. That's why you, you got dropped just by Adidas. And, yeah. Why no, no, none of the things liked you. So you started your own brand. I get the whole thing. I'm, I'm happy you started your own brand, but don't act like that was always the plan. It was the plan because you got dropped and nobody was paying you, and they weren't because of who you were, and now you're seeing teams not want you because of who you were. Must be nice. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it's definitely. The, the clues are there. The clues are there. Yeah. And it ain't them, homie. Yep. It was uh, an eye-opening uh, Twitter Twitter couple days, to say the least. Bro. I, yeah. I just, just shaking my head. That's all I, I can really. Bro. That's all I can do. 
Um, I don't think what else I have for you guys today. College baseball. Bad flips. Bad flips. Yeah, college, no MLB's been fine, honestly. I've been watching a lot of college baseball, and the energy's there. I love it. Um, we were talking about college baseball before. It's been it's a lot of conversation because there is no MLB, but it, it's been epic so far. Um, just, just been good to watch. Good to watch baseball. Good to watch kids who really care about it and kind of just playing the game and, you know, bringing a lot of energy. That's all I really want to say. It's, I love it. College baseball's back. That's yeah. fun. I think the uh, the other thing, too, that's good about the college baseball thing is, like, I don't follow a lot of baseball stuff on Twitter, but all I see is college baseball clips. Right, exactly. They, the clips are everywhere. having fun. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's good to see the fun. That's the that super pure, and the, like. And the, but even the, even the college baseball game used to be very much like the MLB mm-hmm. of, like, you strike out, go sit down. Now it's, like, the, the most famous thing. I don't even know what the pitcher's name is. I, I blank out on who it is. Who's the guy who was cursing at the other dude with the glasses on at the college? Oh, from, uh, from Louisville. I forget his name, but it was electric. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, like, woo! Yes. My, my man, my man's got some mm yes. to him. Like, that was fun. And we, we, the next generation of fans wants excitement. Yep. And, and that was the thing that a lot of people were calling for was now that MLB's kind of in this weird, like, in-between – Get televised more college baseball. Let, yeah. let more people watch it because that that that's the challenge. Just like you can't like in a normal world, like you can get maybe a couple SEC games, but you're not gonna watch like a a Pac-12 game on the East Coast. But there's some great baseball out there and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the the clips have just been everywhere. Just a lot of great plays, and there was some kid on Tennessee throwing 103 yesterday. Like just cool to see great baseball the, the energy is really what i love the most is that the like the passion and all these kids just like love the team and are just trying to be great and then like that's the kind of baseball that i like to watch is like the bat flips and all the energy and just that's how i want baseball to trend and it's kind of being and then they'll back. get drafted yes and then they'll be shoved in the minors for six years and yep. under and a, under out. a blanket yep and told not to celebrate not to do anything and then Ha- like not have any help it's it's disheartening the, the what baseball has done to itself yeah because it's so when it's its best it's so much fun oh yeah but like it's just such a ugh, sport right now yeah and i i look forward to i i somebody said this the other day and i think it's the best way i can describe it okay i no longer will watch any game that's not a met game And, and and like I, there was a, a there's a not time, a re- there's not a real reason for you to. There was a time yeah. for me like I'm gonna watch this like I, I would have watched like let me see Tatis play like let me see some of these best guys like oh you know what this dude like this guy's pitching this guy's pitching I'll see, I'll watch Otani and I will watch the Mets and that's about it and basketball mm-hmm. I'll watch. A bunch of different games. Yep. NFL, I sit there all Sunday long Watch and I don't. Any move. team you want? Yep. Uh, like, I went to a minor league hockey game. Baseball's in trouble. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I listen to like some of the ESPN radio shows occasionally, and like you get like a Bart Scott or um, some of the other just like football players or basketball guys talking about like the baseball for a period of time, and it's interesting to see someone that's outside the sport and like what their opinion is on it, and everyone is like, "There's just like, why would I care about this?" That, and, and then they're also their opinion is the baseball people don't recognize how much like the pe- people in the industry don't recognize how much their sport is falling off because of all this nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't help. They, like baseball used to be the sport. 
Right. And they are still trying to act like anybody cares. And your most hyped people wouldn't be in the top 10 of any of the sports. Yep. Stop negotiating for more. You guys need less. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like all of these little negotiations and BS are all over these small things, but the big, big issues of the actual sport itself are no. not even being remotely addressed. Nope. And they won't because both sides don't want to upset the apple cart. They want to make sure they keep collecting checks and that everything moves on and the game of baseball might implode yeah. in the next 10 years. Because you know what's going to be the craziest thing? And Dennis will be sad because mm -hmm. his sport will drop down a notch also. Mm -hmm. Their biggest problem and their biggest issue is going to be lacrosse. Yeah, PLL. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Like, PLL is now – I, I might not be able to break news. They're upgrading what – where they're getting distributed, so games are going to be shown on bigger network with more prime time appearances, more everything else. There's tons of money that's already in the game. The people who watch the sport are more affluent, so they have more money to spend. Yeah. So it's inherently that the league keeps spinning up more cash. And if you don't have ba – if, if like baseball doesn't exist and lacrosse pops off a season before baseball does, and like you have young kids who are eight years old, and they're watching TV and they're doing stuff like, what is this? I would normally watch baseball at, at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. What am I watching now on 1 o'clock on a Saturday? What's this, What's lacrosse? Oh, this is cool, man. Mm -hmm. It's flashy, colors, guys are excited, people are scoring, dire, guys are doing crazy things with the stick. Like, Yeah. Watch out. What? And I don't have to worry about the names being like names I can't pronounce, which is what hockey has True. a problem with. <laughs> I so, can pronounce all of them. I'll teach you. Thanks, Dennis. If I can't go to the game the first time and be able to announce more than 50% of the names, it's going to be a struggle for me to get it like involved. Yep. Smoosh, smoosh, manish check. It has the stick. Like, <laughs> cool. Great. Sounds good. Excellent. Yeah. Can't say his name, so I can't even talk about what just happened. It's because it's a worldwide sport. So. No, I watch soccer and I can say names. I can say Pele very easily. True. Very easily. All right. Ben. We appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you guys listening. Join us next time. And, again, don't forget to share this, like, follow, subscribe. Let us know what do you think. Is the game of baseball falling off? Are we in trouble? Dun, dun, dun. Next time. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>